At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass hey and welcome to the rowdy maglite show on monday night and you're the we're you're with the inside pass i got kyle magnum on the other side what's going on kyle rowdy not much Race finally got the first real the first I guess the race after the Daytona 500 with the next gen car and uh, got a lot to go over tonight, don't we? Uh, we sure do, Kyle. You know, you said it's going to be two or three races in before you kind of had somewhat of a uh, idea of what the car is going to be running like. Well, hey, we've been on a short track, we've been on a super speedway, and I guess you call. Uh, track that hadn't raced that in two years and not exactly what they said it was going to be when we come back but kyle i think you kind of call that an intermediate track i guess it's a d-shaped oval like michigan uh two miles nothing really that special but uh it's california and it's, it's the most wore out racetrack we go to now on the schedule 25 years since the repay so uh yeah rowdy um basically the new old Atlanta now. So uh wore out and I uh, thought we saw some some decent racing over the weekend. Kyle, I mean uh Saturday's race, you know, you, you had Cole Custer winning for uh SS Greenlight. Hey, congratulations them, Cole Custer bring it bringing it home for them in the Xfinity race. But the uh Sunday race, you know, Kyle is it that quick reaction stirring wheel and those grooves that you know seem like the professionals the guys that do it every sunday couldn't hold it in the road it was wanting to break loose we saw a lot of that during qualifying uh the final round uh four four drivers either spun out or crashed uh in that session and then 12 cautions um in both races believe it or not so um that happened and uh, the trucks are coming back this week, so we'll have them back in Vegas. And a uh, lot, 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 lot of cautions, a lot of attrition. Um, the Xfinity race went over three hours. The Cup race was just over three hours. So um, long races, Rowdy, um, especially there. You know, really no surprise in either winner. Um, Nicole Custer basically being the only Cup driver in the field for that Xfinity race, and then Kyle Larson going out there late, um, getting the job done. But uh, I think the most I think the most talked about thing, Rowdy, was uh, was Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. Um, how fast uh, what we've seen so far with this new next gen cars? How fast the closing rate is? Um, it looked like you know it kind of looked like the the Busher Logano deal at Daytona. Um, Larson just kind of waited too late and it went up to block, and I guess he didn't see him, or that's what he said. It was accidental. 
And, uh, I mean, what, what were your thoughts on that? And um, especially when you have a teammate, you know, that late in the race and, and for the second week in a row going for the win. Man, I don't tell you, Kyle, uh, he was not happy. Uh, not at all. Somebody said, well, I think they should be. They should, Earlier, somebody said, I think we ought to be able to listen to that live. And I'm like, I don't think you, you would have listened to much except bleep, 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 bleep. Hey, it's racing, man. I, you know, Kyle, that sight line, smile, and it, a lot of it's left to the spotter. You know, when they say clear high or clear low, they don't mean think about it. They mean when you hear it, it's instantly you're down low. I, I, how they do it, I don't know, Kyle. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those racing things. I, I think this car is pretty much – is was designed for Kyle Larson. Kyle, I mean, that that's the, the style racing that we know he races. It's just like this car was made for. Yeah, I mean, he didn't dominate the race. Uh, you know, I think Tyler Reddick probably had the best car up until the tire went down. Uh, really really uh, favored the dirt guys that race for most of it. You know, Chase Briscoe up for a bit. And then, uh, like I said, Tyler Reddick was up for a little while. Then Larson got up there. So, uh, I mean, he weren't, they weren't the dirt guys weren't the only guys up there. I know Christopher Bell kind of struggled throughout the day, spun out. And uh, Daniel Suarez was up there. Joey Logano, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, all were a factor at one point or another. So uh, there were a lot of lot of lot of interesting uh, players in, in that race. You know, uh, well, you know, the 43 showed a lot of speed. We haven't seen a lot of speed out of them in a while. That's right, uh, you know, RCR, no, no surprise. They were fast. You know, Austin Dillon was second. Uh, like we said, Eric Jones third. So uh, no, no, no shock there. Um, Daniel Suarez coming close again uh, to his first cup win. Um, he's probably knocked on the door of it. Um, he's been strong. And uh, Trackhouse, you know, that's a good showing for them. So uh, there was a lot of interesting things, Rowdy. You know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was up there for a bit early on. And then, uh, like like the aforementioned Chase Elliott um, was up there as well. So it kind of had its, its comers and goers in the race, William Byron, too. So uh, that's, that's a typical uh, California race, you know, comers and goers. Um, you know, the tires cool off or they wear out. You know, the cream tends to rise to the top, so... Uh, that that's something. Another interesting story I found out it was tire wear. You know who was who was saving their tires, who wasn't, and uh, who can get up there and get the lead and, and go win the race. Well, at least everybody seemed to have been able to keep the tires on the car. You know that was the problem at at Daytona was keeping the tires on the car. And 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 Kyle, Kyle, there's one thing. And I don't know if I mentioned this the other night. As I was after the Sunday's race, and I'm walking down there, and Steve Latart and another person come walking by. And as they went by, I said, Steve, I don't know if I mentioned this, Kyle, but I said, Steve, do you see anything different about pit row after the race? He just kind of looked at me with a blank stare. I said, hey, no lug nuts. And he goes, you're right. Kyle, first time in years, not a lug nut down through there. Not one. Completely different on Saturday. but And here's a little fact that on race day during the weekend, they used to sell 7,000 
nuts. Now they're down to 2,000 nuts a weekend. Hey, you're right, Rowdy. Um, you know, now it's only one lug nut. And uh, like you said, not, you know, not in the Xfinity series, but at least in the Cup series, it's much different now. And like, like we were talking earlier, I think this was really the first real test we saw with the car. Um, how I think that, you know, that we're going to see going forward, you know, because we have Vegas coming up, Phoenix, Atlanta, uh, tracks that we will see in the playoffs. Uh, not Atlanta, but uh, Vegas and Phoenix, we will see in the playoffs. So um, that's some crucial races coming up, you know, especially when you have Phoenix as the finale still and Vegas, you know, being in one of the rounds. So uh, definitely got some, some big races coming up and, you know, interested to see what happens this weekend, you know, you know, with all three series being there and then Phoenix next weekend. Well, Kyle, uh, back to Phoenix, man, uh, twice a year race, they fill the house. And that's, that's one of the things that Kyle Bush had talked about last season was, you know, if you're not filling it for the two races, move that race somewhere else where they can fill the house. You know, we're fortunate enough. Uh, we get to see several races full attendance, you know, and, and, and it's good for racing. Hey, I like to see it spread out, Kyle. I mean, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana sitting down around us without a track. Tennessee, at least, hopefully we got two tracks there. Well, really three now that you got Nashville back and hopefully the fairgrounds. That's a good point. Um, you know, I, I always I know Pocono's in July now. I do miss Pocono and Watkins Glen being back to back. Thought that was always a great idea because especially for us in the Northeast that have to travel, um, I felt like it benefited us the most. And uh, now that you have these races kind of spread out, it kind of you know I mean it's not a bad thing, but uh, you know we just got to travel at different times of the year. So um, you know, glad you know Dover will be here. In two months, and you know, Pocono will be in July, Watkins one in August. So, uh, you know, that's just how it is now. So, um, yeah, got like I said, interesting parts of the schedule coming up. Uh, like, you know, I know Rockingham's going to be back in some capacity, I think. Uh, that's what I've seen. And, uh, you know, these other tracks you were mentioning, you know, Nashville and the fairgrounds, we still got those in Bristol. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, we got a lot on our plate, and, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot going on. Well, Kyle, Kyle we're, uh, you know, we've got this weekend, we got the Alabama 200 coming up at uh, Montgomery Motor Speedway, and I'm going to be at that race. I was lucky enough to meet uh, Stan and, and uh, Landon at the, at the PRI show in Daytona, and uh, our first caller, Branson Shuffle, is uh Going to be, he's going to be at that race. He's rookie of the year at Nashville, and that, that's pretty good to be rookie of the year at Nashville Speedway, Fairground Speedway. He'll be at the uh, this weekend coming up. As, as we've got several. Uh, it's pretty stellar group of uh, racers showing up to kick this off. And then, Kyle, uh, the same weekend in Atlanta Motor Speedway, you got Red Farmer's going to be over at the uh, – dirt track at Talladega short track racing. 
lot going on there, Rowdy. Well, hey, Red, 90 years old, is still wanting to shuffle around and mix it up with the young guys. I mean, that's that's a story all of its own. He would have raced the ice bow, but he just got through coming out of uh, actually a heart valve replacement like three weeks before that. So that kind of shut him down for the ice bow. But he says he's going to make a return. Uh, I believe that's the 19th of March, Kyle, the third weekend of March. That's correct. So, Kyle, uh, Matt Benedetto makes another debut coming up this weekend at uh, Las Vegas. Rowdy, they got a top ten at Daytona, and, you know, Matt Benedetto finished second at Vegas in both cup races in 2020. So, um, surprised, you know, he will, if he doesn't run well because uh, he does have the experience there. You know, and then there's going to be some heavy hitters in that race, Rowdy. Uh, Kyle Busch is back in his 51 truck. Ryan Priest is going to be in the 17 for uh, David Gillen Racing. And... Uh, also, uh, Todd Bodine returns to the series. Uh, just celebrated a birthday a few days ago. Uh, in the second truck for Halmar Friesen Racing. Uh, Going to be one of seven races for him. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of storylines in that truck race coming up, Rowdy. Uh, Matt DiBetadetto is just not only one of them, but there's going to be multiple. So, uh, I'm interested to see that's like kind of, the, you know, the next race for the trucks after Daytona is Vegas. And uh, we'll have to see if, if Kyle's going to win again or... Uh, someone else can step up there and beat them, but uh, it's going to be tough. Well, Kyle, I, you know, I'm always saying the best race the whole weekend is the truck series. I don't know why, but it just seems to be the best race. And uh, You take people like Grant Infinger in there and Matt Crafton, hey, that's who's made that, that series who they are. Yeah, the Ron Hornet days, the Mike Skinners, that, that's basically, you know, that's been the truck series. And it's good to see them still going and Johnny Sauter. Uh, good to see these drivers keeping on. Keeping on, And uh, it's good to have this truck series. And, you know, you're probably right. It's usually the best race of the weekend, at least when, when I'm there. So, Kyle, next week, uh, this coming weekend, you got the uh, Pennzoil 400 at, at Vegas. And that's going to start on Friday, March the 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern time on FS1's going to be the truck series, Camper World. And then on Saturday, the Xfinity race is going to be, that's going to be a 4.30 on FS1 start. And then the Pennzoil 400, that's going to be, that's the 6th, and that's going to be a 3.30 Eastern time start. So that's the way we're going to roll, Kyle. lot going on. Um, all the entry lists are out. And uh, Ryan Truex back in the 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing. Been a few years, but uh, he's back. Uh, you know, um, hopefully a better better weekend for Myatt Snyder. Uh, you know, just two bad luck races in a row for him. Blown motor at uh, an auto club and then the vicious crash at, da- at Daytona. So, uh, hopefully they can rebound. And uh, not much else going on, Rowdy, with that. Uh, you know, you have your regulars in there and the Xfinity and Truck Series, and, you know, 
before you know it, Rowdy Ark will be back too for Phoenix uh, the week after. So, uh, you know, good to have these races, and hopefully we'll see three good races in Las Vegas this weekend. All right, hey Kyle, we got our first caller drivers. He's going to be in the Alabama 200 this weekend at Montgomery Motor Speedway, and I got Bryson Schaefer. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglot Show, Bryson. Thanks for having me, Bryson. So you're racing in the 200. That, and that's going to be your home track this year. It and uh, is it the fairgrounds? Yes, sir. Be our, uh, we live closer to Nashville, so that's kind of what we consider our home track. But that's that's what we're going for this year. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the 200 this weekend. Uh, I know this is not your first race there. Is that correct? We raced there one time last year, and we got car in front of us got kind of caught up and almost we almost all stopped and they went green flag so we just logged some laps in and had some good data for this year but it was it's a really cool track so uh bryson you're gonna be in the uh pro late model division is that correct yes sir that, that's a pretty that's running a pretty staff group right there of guys on on a short track it is it's competition's very stout i honestly think sometimes the competition in the pro late models are almost more stout than the ones in the super late models so uh bryson you raced in the 100 at the all-american 400 yes Isn't that sir. correct we uh yes sir that that's a pretty challenging track all of its own and, and let me, I'm going to take you there where I always take every other driver. How do you handle that little bump over in turn two? Honestly, I've gotten used to it, but I've I've watched a lot of cars wreck there. But it's just kind of something you got to get used to. It's not normal. If you gotta if you hit it while you're in the gas completely, and the car gets upset at all, it's you got to have it pointing straight and then on the gas. You can't be on the gas right at the bump or cars upset like that. It's, uh, it's a tricky, tricky bump for sure. Well, is this going to be your first? Is the 200 your first race for the year? Is that where you start in the season? Yes, sir. That's our uh, first race of the year. We were planning on going to the Georgia race at Cordell, but we just decided to just start out at Montgomery and start fresh well uh you know it being your first race you kind of got a game plan of how you're going to go about the 200 yeah i think i think we're just going to focus mostly on long run stuff because i've every race they've had down there it's every lap or every race it's just long long green flag runs and then you get some short runs here and there but we're going to mostly just cruise and save our equipment for the last 75 for sure on that. Bryson, you got Kyle here. Uh, my first question for you is, um, out of all the tracks that you've raced on, which one is your favorite? I honestly think Montgomery's my favorite because I've always, I've always been a lover or a sucker for short tracks. Just I love being able to work the car instead of mostly just driving it. I like to be able to push it as far as I can and at the big tracks like Nashville and Five Flags it's it's kind of different if the car is not exactly right 
you're just not going to be competitive. Now, Montgomery, it's the same way to a point, but it gives you a little bit of lee room to be able to just drive the car instead of just do it, let it do its thing. My second question is, uh, have you been able to catch any of the first two NASCAR races, and what is your opinion on the new cup car? I watched, I watched yesterday's pretty good, or yes, yesterday's. We watched that, and then I watched some of Daytona. But uh, I think that the new one lug is going to end up hurting more people because the drivers don't have a, they don't have a warning as like a tire's coming off. Used to, you get a vibration, you had one loose. Now it just comes off out of nowhere. And uh, it's just a lot of the downforce is gone, but that also also creates a better race for the fans because the drivers have to drive the cars now. It's just not stuck to the ground. My last question is, you, you said you're a sucker for short tracks. Uh I mean, have you ever been interested in driving on maybe a super speedway or a road course, maybe down the road? Oh, yeah, for sure. My long-term goal is to possibly get to the top three NASCAR, I guess you can say series, and I would love to run one of those big tracks, but I don't know how I could go go from a big track to quarter mile like uh, like some of those drivers can. Well, with that being said, you take the Arca Menard series. They race two dirt races. They race the super speedways and intermediates. And then you go to take and throw it into Winchester, into that the world's fastest hat. What is that? Quarter mile, Kyle? I think it's half. It's a half mile. World's fastest half mile. I mean, they got diversification there. Uh, so. What you'll be on Saturday night's race, is that I think I lost a second. Hey, uh Branson. There, there yes. we go. Yes, sir. So that 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 race is scheduled for Sunday, isn't that correct? Uh the two hundred? Yes, sir. Oh, it's on Saturday night. Okay, it's a Saturday night. I'm supposed to have, I think Stan's supposed to be calling in tonight or, or Thursday night one. It, it's my first time to uh, to be at that track. I, you know, I, I drive by it so many times and finally met uh, Stan at the uh, RPM show down in, in Daytona and got that all worked out. So looking forward to, uh, let's talk about your sponsors and people that make you go. Francis? I got I got Clark Family Homes. He's been a he's been a pretty good friend of ours for a long time and then we got uh got Final Sod Landscaping. They're they're always been helping with us and then we got Southern Creek on board with us past two years over there how to talk to and just bounce ideas off of. He's really good at all the marketing stuff, so that kinda helps out and then just my granddaddy. Uh, Bradson, where can they keep up with you and follow you for the racing season this year? Sports on Facebook or Instagram. All right, my man. I appreciate you 
coming on and being part of it and looking forward to seeing you Friday and Saturday at the track. Yes, sir. I'll see you there. All right. All right, everybody. Montgomery Speedway this weekend, Kyle. Motor Speedway. Thank Landon for setting that little call up for us. Sounds like a good time, Rowdy. Well, I've been I've been by the track, but I've never physically been inside it. So I'm looking forward to be getting there, and uh, hopefully we're gonna uh, do several races this year from there, Kyle. We'll keep up with Branson and see how it goes. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention: he was Rookie of the Year at Nashville, and that's no easy feat, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, and we don't can't forget there was racing in Pennsylvania over the weekend. Uh, the the four ten sprint cars were at Lincoln Speedway Sunday afternoon for the rescheduled icebreaker. Uh, Freddie Raymer came victorious with that. Uh, Brent Marks, I think, was second. Anthony Macri third. Danny Dietrich fourth uh, at Lincoln for that rescheduled race. Uh, it was supposed to be Saturday, but it got moved to Sunday. And then we have this Sunday the uh, the opener at Port Royal. Uh, 410 sprint cars on hand, uh, weather permitting. And then the weekend after will be uh, Williams Grove's opener uh, Sunday, March 13th. So uh, we got racing in Pennsylvania outside. Uh, no indoor stuff. We, we're going to be outdoors and uh, just got to hope the weather cooperates. It's still March. Uh, it's still winter time and uh, spring will be here soon. But uh, just hope uh, we can uh, get these races in the next couple weeks. And uh, we got one in now. We got one down, two to go. And Hopefully, hopefully I can make one of them. That would that would definitely be nice. Man, I'm telling you, we gotta get Steve on, uh, Kyle. Uh, somebody from Blooming or Port Royal and Williams Grove. I mean, it's that'd be nice. Uh, I emailed Steve. I haven't heard back yet, but uh, hopefully uh, we'll hear from him soon. And uh, you know, I'm just glad. Uh, you know, we have some guests tonight and Thursday night, so we'll be hopefully, you know, we're pretty packed. We're pretty we're pretty uh, planned, pretty good. So uh, not a bad thing, but uh, definitely uh, good to get as many guests as we can. Yeah, so we got Tony calling in from Fast Track Racing. Uh, Kyle, he was at Daytona. Well, he was at, I know he was at New Smyrna at uh, Arkham Menards East Race. Yeah, I think he was the crew chief on one of the, the fast track racing entries at Daytona, too. He was. I think he was uh, with Wilson last week. He's crew chief in number 12 car. Yeah, he, yeah, he I was. Yeah, I think you're right. It was definitely one of the entries. Uh, I'm not sure which one, but he was definitely a crew chief on one of them. Well, I'll tell you, Kyle, it was good to see Dino down there last week and then Dino the week before. Yeah, you guys were basically at the same stuff. Uh, you were both at Volusia the same night, Arca East at New Smyrna, and then at Daytona for the Arca race Saturday. So, yeah, you guys you guys ran into each other pretty quite often. Yeah, I even had lunch together there at the, at the media center in Daytona. You've seen the Rowdy Mag-like gang in less than a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I had I think it's about twenty seven or thirty thirty five or thirty six days, Kyle. I was gone. Hey, you just got back home. Man, every day was an adventure. I I mean, every time I looked up, something new and unusual come popping up. I don't know how it worked. It just kept working. I worked it all the way to the end. I, I tell the story that the Commodores sent me home from Eustis, Florida yesterday. <laughs> I mean, they truly did. As soon as the concert was over, my car was loaded and I took off to Alabama. Yeah, you're back. I'm still in Pennsylvania, and there's racing going on, so I need to get my butt out there. Yep. Kyle, you mentioned it a while ago. See it again. Todd Bodine back in the trucks. That, that's pretty good. The Onion's back for seven yeah, races. Rowdy, is that what last, you said? His last race is going to be Pocono. So um, is he going to be a contender? I don't know. I'm going to have to see how practice goes. I mean, that truck is obviously fast. But uh, we'll see how fast uh, Todd Bodine can get up to speed. He's 58 years old. Just turned 58 the other day and uh, has those seven races for, for, for Halmar Friesen Racing. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. You know, he's going to be in a really good truck, uh, Vegas this week. And then uh, I know he has six more scheduled for uh, for the season. I know Pocono is one of them. Sonoma's another. Uh, Nashville's another. So going to be pretty busy you know he's going to be in a big you know it's it's actually six races not seven uh it will be vegas darlington texas sonoma nashville and pocono with pocono being the last one so um interested to see how he'll do at pocono uh rowdy you know uh stuart friesen always seems to do decent there and uh you know we'll see how todd does you know he'll be in a good truck and a teammate you know they have that alliance with cobblish motorsports so I'm interested to see how they'll do, and, uh, you know, hopefully the Onion can get a good finisher, well, at least this Friday. Oh, so that's going to be a uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports truck. Well, Rowdy, they have the technical alliance, but, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, they formed that when uh, when they went over to Toyota in 2020. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see uh, how they do. Um, you know, because GMS was pretty, or excuse me, uh, uh, Halmar Friesen Racing was, uh, I know what I want to say, Halmar Friesen Racing was previously affiliated with GMS Racing, and then uh, made the switch over to Toyota with the KBM Alliance, so, um, you know, those trucks are fast, I mean, Tabo Dine's going to be in a good piece, and uh, hopefully he can, he can get some good showings in his six truck starts this year. Well, Kyle, uh, the Arkham Nard Series next race is at... Uh, the main series is Phoenix, and that's March the 11th. That's going to be on Friday out in Phoenix, Arizona. But, uh, Kyle, the, I was looking to see if the East is going to be at the little bull ring in Las Vegas, the West, rather. Rowdy, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, I haven't looked at the West schedule, so I don't really know. Um I think it might be Phoenix might be the next one. Uh, let me check. 
Uh, yeah, it looks like Phoenix is the next race. Uh, they will be at the Bull Ring in October, though. So okay, so that's when they race at the Bull yeah, Ring. They'll be at the Bull Ring in October. Uh, so basically, what's what's you know for the West, we got Phoenix, Irwindale, Kern County Raceway Park, Portland with Xfinity, uh, Sonoma with the trucks, Irwindale, Evergreen, Portland again, All American Speedway, the Bull Ring, and then Phoenix end of the year. Now, Rowdy, now the last time we were at Phoenix with in the Arkham Menard Series, it was the West Series. But uh, in very exciting last lap. Everybody thought uh, Jake Drew had it in there, had it in the bag, and Jesse Love did what he had to do. He passed somebody on the last lap, got that one spot, and won the title. So um, interested to see how Jesse Love will do in that 20 car. I, I believe this is one of his starts. I know he's old enough to run Phoenix, but I believe he will be in the 20 car for Venerini. So uh, interested to see how he'll do. Um, not sure who the favorite is, Rowdy. I, I know we don't have an entry list out yet or an early favorite. I can't really tell or at least make a prediction yet. So uh going to wait till that comes out. But, uh, you know, the Arkham Menard Series, um, you know, it's usually been dominated by Ty Gibbs, who won the, the West race there last fall and also the Arca Combo race there last March. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. And, uh, you know, we got like I said, we got the trucks first, then we got Xfinity and Copa Vegas, and then uh, we'll be at uh, – We'll be at uh, Phoenix Rally with the Arkham Menard Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series. So, so uh, and then you'll be in Atlanta. So that's kind of how it's going to roll. And you know, we'll, by that we'll, we'll be almost toward the end of March. Right. So Kyle uh, Austin grabs the pole out at uh, Auto Club this past weekend. Man, is uh, Penske on to something here that we don't know about? I mean, I know he didn't win the race, but Hey, he was right, the Al during it. I mean, the Penske cars were pretty competitive in the race. Uh, Ryan Blaney had a good piece. Uh, I think he might have been up there. I think he would have been closer up front. Uh, Joey Logano was up there. Uh, looked like he just had a good short-run car. But uh, he said he had a good long-run car, but we never really had the chance to see that. So, um, yeah, uh, Joey Logano, again, close at Auto Club in the Cup Series. Comes up short. Yeah, Austin Cendrick went in the pole. That kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Um, not saying that he doesn't have the speed. I just didn't expect it. Um, but, uh, you know, with the, with the calamity that ensued in, in cup qualifying in the final round with, with four drivers, he was spinning out or, hit, or hitting the wall. Um, it's a good story for, the, uh, for last week's uh, Daytona 500 winner. And, uh, you know, like, I, like we were talking earlier, teammates getting into it again <laughs> at the end of one of these cup races. Um, going for the win, um, kind of kind of stole the headlines. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, it's good to have practice and qualifying back. I know I mentioned that Thursday. Um, that's good to have that back finally. At least we get to see, you know, this, this new format with the half-hour practice and then qualifying right after. Um, good to have it back to see them get some time and, you know, to see, you know, it makes it a little more exciting, um, and you know, to not have to, you know, have to be on this metric system that we've been on for the last two years for the most part and just, you know, just do straight-out qual- practice qualifying in the race. It's, it's pretty pretty neat to see again. Well, Kyle, you know, man, you don't know how that went over to track. I mean, people missed it, man. They they felt like they were getting shortchanged by not seeing as much car activity as we're used to in the past. I mean, when when you wake up with a jet dryer going, getting ready for practice or qualifying, 
and then you go to don't hear the jet dryer till later on that afternoon late. I mean, people come there for the weekend. They come to have a good time, but they're they're there to watch to watch some racing. Rowdy, you're right because uh, you know it's important that you get a whole schedule. And I think when we go to Pocono in July, it's going to be back to what it was. Uh, practice qualifying, you name it, it'll be back. So, you know, Rowdy, I was I was gladly surprised when we went to Pocono last year when the Arkham and Art Series had a full schedule. Um, on Friday with practice qualifying in the race. That's basically the most practice and qualifying I've seen for a NASCAR-sanctioned series race in two years. So um, just good to have that back. Um, good to see some, some qualifying back, even though it was it was uh, group qualifying. Um, I know that's another, that's, another, that's another story for another day, especially at Daytona and Talladega. But, uh, you know, just good to have a full race weekend back and, Hopefully, you know, this This is actually this is going to be the norm for the rest of the year, so it's, it's good to have practice and qualifying back. It is, Kyle. And, look, uh, while we're waiting on Tony to call in, I've been wanting to play this bit from uh, from uh, Roger Penske, and I want to play it since they, they sat on the pole. And, and this is kind of the outlook that, that Penske's got. And you're going to – actually, you're going to hear success in all this. And uh, I thought it was pretty incredible – Roger being the age he is and the way he's dedicated himself to racing. Started with our Daytona 500 championship press conferences here. We are joined by our Daytona 500 winning team owner, Roger Penske. This is his uh, third Daytona 500 win for Team Penske on his birthday. So happy birthday. Thank um, you. And uh, obviously the uh, driver was Austin Sindrick in the number two discount tire Ford. Uh, we will go straight to questions for Roger. So if you have a question, please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start up here with Zach. Excuse me. Zach Sterniello with FrenchStretch.com. Roger, the Fords had speed all week in, in the draft, and particularly your Fords. Um, that last restart with Austin and Ryan on the front row, um, what was your hope there, and why – What um, I, I guess how – what did you see play out there from that over the last two laps? Well, I think it was uh, really the strategy. It was called uh, by Jeremy putting uh, you know, Austin up on top and then him coming down and over, over ahead of uh, uh, Ryan. And we had talked all for, for weeks after last year when we were 1-2 and we ended up uh, you know, in the fence, I guess you'd have to say. And they played ball and uh, uh, Austin won, but it, the cars were good. I think for Ford, uh, for us and the whole Ford group worked really well together. We've worked hard as, a te- as teams to try to develop a plan. I think it played off. And if you looked at Austin, you know, this week and the way he ran, he didn't make a mistake today. He was up second, third, almost the entire race. And then at the end to be able to pull it off, which shows you the quality of a kid he is and also the experience that he already has as a young man. So we're very excited about the win. We're going to go to Jenna, and then we'll check in upstairs in the press box and go to Bob after that. Oh, thank you. Oh, Hi. Hi. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, what is it about Austin that, that you liked? I, I know it can be tricky because he's the, the other boss's son. So what is it that, that you believed in him? Well, I go back when he was playing with his toys in his bedroom in Reading. So I've seen him grow up as a, as a young man, and I think he's been focused. <clears throat> he's been a student uh, 
of the game. He's a smart young man. I think he uh, works with the team well. He's in the shop all the time, and, and he's a team player, and he understands his position. Probably one of the tougher uh, meetings I had with him was when we decided not to put him in the cup. You remember we had him run another year, and he then won the championship, and he took it like a man, and you could see that as far as I was concerned. He said, you make the call, I'm going to make it happen. That's exactly what he did. So he's a mature man at his age, and there's no question you could see his driving ability today. Did you anticipate uh, not missing a beat with, with a driver change in the two? Well, uh, you know, there's lots of things to think about uh, when you've got Blaney and you've got Joey, and uh, Brad had made the decision that he wanted to take ownership and go over to Rouse Fenway, which was great. You can see how well they did this weekend, a big shot in the arm for him. But, uh, you know, we've got, to, we've got to build these people. You bring them in the funnel, and they've got to come up, and all of a sudden you get the results because the team we have, you know, the longevity, uh, you know, we have very little turnover on the team, and those guys come back. And, you know, that was a crew that worked, you know, for Brad last year in, in many cases. And uh, I think, uh, you know, with him being able to take those tools as a young man uh, made a huge difference. And uh, I think that uh, uh, I, I'm thrilled. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, but, you know, I knew something could happen, you know, with a green-white checker. I said, we got a chance here. You never know. And uh, he didn't make a mistake. <clears throat> I'm going to check in upstairs in the press box to see if there are any questions. Bruce Martin with Speed Sport. Uh, first off, happy birthday, Mr. Penske. Have you ever won a race on your birthday? Uh, I, I don't know. I got a big cake, though, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and also, you've seen Austin grow up. I believe when Elio won the Indy 500 in 2001, uh, this one- or two-year-old Austin nearly knocked over the Borg Warner Trophy the next day at the Yard of Bricks. But is he almost kind of like a part of the family to you? Because you've pretty much watched this kid grow up. Well, I think both, uh, you know, his son uh, and and his brother, uh, Tim's son and brother, uh, really have done a great job. They've gone their own individual ways. But, uh, you know, he's been part of the family. You know, he moved to North Carolina when we put the teams together. Tim was a big part of that, and he gets a lot of credit uh, you know, as really the team manager, we certainly with Mike Nelson and Travis Geisler and all the crew chiefs. And I think what's happened this year with, with the new car, our guys are working more together now than they ever had. You know, it's not three different teams. It's one team, and they work together. The engineering people do. We made some changes there with Jonathan Hassler, and all those things have paid off. So and then at the end, you need someone to execute, and certainly he did. And also his family lineage, his grandfather was Jim Truman, who you competed against as a team owner at the Indy 500. You know, how special do you think that is to the whole Truman family today? Well, Jim was a great guy, and uh, I remember when they won the 500 with Bobby Rahal, and I went over, he was uh, very sick at that point. He was in the motorhome, and I went over to tell him, and I said, congratulations. And what he said to me, now I can put jim truman 500 on his airplane that's the last thing i time when i talk to him think about that so we go way back and i'm sure he's looking down today and say wow you know what what a wonderful day and a great thing for my grandson we're going to go to bob and then daniel <clears throat> uh, bob pockers fox sports uh, blaney said that he wasn't going to make a move um unless he was 100 percent sure either him or austin would win did you have any doubt after what happened last year and the talks that you said that you had with the guys that that would be the way to play out? 
Bob, we talked to that about a, that a lot, as you would expect we did after the race last year. And we, I said, look, the best man wins at the end. I think we've got to work together. I think it was not just us. It was the entire Ford camp. If you looked at it all day long, people stayed in line. I think they, they did the job. And then at the end, I felt that uh, with two cars up front and the speed we'd had all during the race, uh, and obviously, interesting, we had six Fords up there and one Toyota, and Bubba certainly was hungry to win, too. So we had to execute, and that's what we did. And, I mean, I know Austin won the Xfinity title, but a couple of years before that, it was kind of a rough start for him in NASCAR. Did you, was there a time where you, ever, where you thought, eh, maybe he just doesn't have it for Cup? Well, no, I think that, uh, you know, he started really in these types of cars. He was a sports car racer, I guess, an open-wheel racer, and then to be able to transition into uh, into NASCAR and into stock cars, uh, look, you're going to have a bumpy ride, and uh, you can have some luck. And on the other hand, you've seen the quality of his road racing. I mean, he comes into this series with a high road racing capability, and I think that, you know, we don't have people buy a ride at Penske. You know, we we have the drivers that we want to drive for us, and I think that he was someone that we could build on. I knew him as a person, not just because it was his dad's, uh, Tim's son. And, and quite honestly, if he didn't get the job done, you know, we might have changed it. But uh, he came along, I think, uh, as well as he could under the circumstances initially. But I think he's proven the last, this is going into the third year now, he's he's the top of his game. We're going to go to Daniel, and then we'll check in in the press box again. <clears throat> Uh, Daniel McFadden, Frenchers.com. Uh, Mr. Pinsky, um, when you, what is it going through your mind when the field's coming through turn four from the last time, and it's you have two of your cars, and you have your former driver and Kozlowski <laughs> like right there close together? What, what, what were the thoughts on your mind as that situation was playing out in the final turn? I wish they'd move the finish line further towards turn four. That was the first thing I was thinking, and you know. <laughs> And you really couldn't tell. It's like all these things here until, you know, with the 23 as close as it was, what was a half a fender, really? So, you know, another lap, it might have been a different story. But I felt good about it because I knew the two would work together, and I knew Blaney was going to try to make it happen, you know, for, for Austin. If Austin slipped up, he would be there. But uh, you never know. And I think it's uh, that's why people come here. That's why we fill the house today, because this type of racing we have. And you could see they Everybody played ball together for most of the race. There wasn't many elbows out there, but at the end, there's no question guys wanted that, that victory. And finally, um, what was your reaction to some of your team's wheels being confiscated by NASCAR uh, this week, and how are you expecting that situation to play out? Well, I think that uh, anybody who's at the race today, you talk, about, talk to most of the teams, they all had trouble with wheels, didn't they? It wasn't something that was unique, and I think that uh, – you know, we had contacted uh, NASCAR uh, a week before and said that the wheels we're getting, they're not all the same. And uh, we felt we needed to modify uh, the, mo- the, the holes where the, where, the, where the drive pins goes. And uh, uh, we didn't really get a f- feedback. And <clears throat> at that point, uh, uh, we went ahead and opened the holes up. In fact, when you look at it, they're much bigger than they would have been you know, they are on a, a smaller, excuse me, than we had on either on IndyCar or on sports cars. So I just think there was so much going on and trying to get the communication back and forth. It was, we certainly talked about it with them. This wasn't something we did under the covers, trying to beat anybody. It was right there. So they took all our wheels, and we ran today with wheels that we had up at the shop, came down. They were certainly like everybody else's, I think. I'm going to go up to the press box, and then we'll go to Alex. 
JimUtterMotorsport.com. Congrats and happy birthday, Roger. Thank um, you. You touched on this earlier, but uh, <clears throat> Austin certainly didn't come through into NASCAR on a typical track of many drivers uh, with his uh, prior um, sports car experience. I just wondered, how would you rate his quick adaption to the NASCAR style of racing? Well, I think uh, his record speaks for itself. He really had almost two Xfinity wins uh, in the two years where he really got going full-time. Then to come here and have this type of victory, uh, you know, was amazing. And uh, I think he's uh, he's a star coming up. Uh, I think he's a great team player. And, you know, from a discount tire perspective uh, and all of our sponsors, I think he'll represent us as a team the way we need to be so he can continue to fund uh, his car. And, look, that's part of it. You follow me? You've got to be a driver. You've got to understand the car technically. You've got to be a team player. And you also have to work with your sponsors. And I think he, all of those buttons he touches very well. I'm going to go to Alex, and then we'll go to Al. Thank you. Alex Andreev with the Charlotte Observer. Um, congratulations. I, just walking around the grid today, even before the race, it seemed like talking to people, they, they seem very excited about where NASCAR is going right now, just as a sport collectively with the sellout uh, coming off the clash. And then now you've got, I think, the, the four top finishers were all under 30 years old. Um, to say that NASCAR is on an, on an upswing, I guess, do you think that's an accurate assessment? And then how do you feel just about uh, the relevance of NASCAR right now in the motorsports world? It's a lot of questions. <laughs> Sorry, that was long. I, I think if you ask the question how I think NASCAR is right today and what, we're, what we see, I think we're on a, a, great, uh, a great trajectory. You know, all of the new fans we had at the Coliseum and, and certainly selling this place out and sponsorships and suites, uh, I think it's terrific. And, you know, with a new crop of drivers, and, you know, we have some drivers that are retiring, I think it's leaving an opening for these young kids, uh, when, when you look at the five-car Larson and what he's done coming in, just bang like that once he got into the car, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And with a car being somewhat of a leveler because everybody's got the same hammer and it's up to strategy, execution, and the driver. Thank you. I'm going to go to Al, and then we'll check in in the press box again. Yeah, Mr. Pinsky, Al Pierce from Auto Week. You, you are a great judge of talent. You must have known that this was going to happen probably this year did you think it would happen now or did you figure eh, by mid-season this kid's gonna be winning well let me tell you this uh, you know we're always positive you know the glass is is uh, not half empty it's half full and i think what happened today you know was an execution from the time we got our first piece for the gen you know the new gen car uh, i think uh, roush h did a terrific job on the engine power as usual and, and our team uh, executed on, on, pit, on pit road, and, and Austin did the rest. So uh, that's what happens. I mean, people win races that you don't expect. But on the other hand, when you looked at the speed we had this week, uh, uh, I think one of our cars, you could say, should have been a favorite to be one, one of the guys in winter circle, and it turns out to be Austin Cindric. So uh, that's why I'm here. Going to go back up to the press box, and then we'll go to Jerry after that. Mike Kimbrey from Auto Week. Roger, uh, obviously your cars ran good all week, but what, what's your general perspective on how this new car performed today versus the, the previous car? Well, I can tell you one thing, that uh, the cost to put this car together is significantly less you know, than what if we had a regular 
car that we would have run last year. And I think, uh, you know, we could see that at the clash, uh, guys getting into each other with a fiberglass body. You know, we had that on Xfinity cars for, for a number of years, and I think that's paying off. I think that the, uh, the cars that we have today and the new rules are terrific. And uh, we'll see when we get back with Joey's car what it's going to take. You know, the car that, uh, the 21 car that Harrison ran, we just pulled the front end off, bolted another one on. That was all we had to do, and the car was right back in the scanner 100%. So I think NASCAR's gone a long way. Lots of discussion, lots of angst, but I'd have to take my hat off to the engineering team at NASCAR. And then the team's working with them. I think every one of us in the garage area, the whole industry, worked with NASCAR to try to bring this car to where it is, and we were fortunate to have a couple of successes early on. But I can tell you, you know, one race or two races are not going to make the championship overnight. So, number one, I give my, I take my hat off to NASCAR and all the people, and our guys being able to put it together, I think it's, uh, it was terrific. <clears throat> Ron, Jerry Jordan, KickingTheTires.net. Uh, Roger, your rookie driver, is qualified now for the championship for the playoffs. Uh, your thoughts on that? Because you just mentioned it's not you know one or two races don't make a championship, but you will at least have one car in the playoffs this year. Well, listen, if we can have a car in the playoffs after the first race, that's a big deal. And uh, and having Austin uh, as a rookie, and I'm sure he'll he'll have a lot more stage points and more wins. We get these road courses where he's got expertise. In fact, it's interesting that Blaney and uh, and Joey have gone to uh, t- or to Austin, you know, for some advice on road courses. So we're going to have, you know, a good team effort here all year. But uh, to be in the chase uh, or in the finals is amazing. <clears throat> going to go back up to the press box and check in there. No more questions from the press box. Thank you. We'll go to Daniel with a follow-up. Mr. Pinsky, uh Travis Geisler told me earlier that Ryan Blaney is the best teammate that he's ever seen when it comes to super speedway racing. Um, Travis Geisler, he he told me earlier that Ryan Blaney is the best teammate that he's ever seen when it comes to super speedway racing. What do you see out of Blaney in this style of racing, and what do you think makes for a good teammate when it comes to this style of racing? I think it's the person. I think it's a human being himself. I think we've taught him a lot about racing. He was a racer when he came in. We've given him good equipment. You know, he listens. And I think he knows that uh, his, his teammates can help him and vice versa. And I think he has that as his, uh, his M.O. And uh, I think that uh, Joey certainly has taken the leadership on the team, being the senior guy, and, and, and Ryan also. And I think they're both trying to mentor Austin and, uh, and Harrison. So I think we've got a great, uh, great combination, young guys and people that can be here for a long time and hope many times we can be here. Go to Kelly. Kelly Crandallracer.com. Roger, were you around Tim Sindrick and what was his reaction watching the green white checkered finish in Austin come to line? He was just cool. You know, he didn't, he didn't say a thing. And yeah, he was, yeah, right. You know, he doesn't, he's always, uh, I always kid him. I said, you've got to be a little more excited. Well, he was excited today, uh, really. And Megan, uh, Austin's uh, mother, I mean, to see them, a big hug, and uh, to see his, their son go across the finish line and win the Daytona 500, I guess you'd be pretty excited, and I know Tim and Megan were, so it's great to see that. Uh, Kyle, I've seen Tim and Megan as they were making their way into the press room after the 
meeting, and they were definitely excited about their son winning the Daytona 500. It's a lifelong dream, uh, you know, to see your your son go out there and, and win the Daytona 500. Uh, you know, with Tim Sendrick being the president of the Team Penske and seeing Austin get his, get his first win in the two car um, had to be really special, especially when it with it coming in the Daytona 500. So, uh, you know, I, I I like the point about Ryan Blaney uh, being a really good super speedway racer. I, I I agree with that. I think he's very good. And, uh, you know, the Penske Fords were just fast all all through Speed Weeks, and they definitely showed it along with Roush Fenway-Keselowski racing. So, uh, you know, uh, it was definitely good to hear from the, the captain, 85 years young, and, uh, you know, he uh, just to celebrate another victory last week, is over uh, yesterday, Rowdy, with, uh, with Australian driver Scott McLaughlin getting his first ever uh, IndyCar Series victory at St. Petersburg. So, uh, you know, he's had two good weeks in a row, and, Hope maybe you can get another one this weekend uh, with uh, Vegas coming up. Man, I'm telling you, Kyle, they just are producing winners out of there. That guy just knows how to bring the best out of people. I have to mention uh, uh, Scott McLaughlin's actually from New Zealand, not Australia. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely they've had some winners. They had a good good showing at uh, St. Pete. Uh, with uh, Will Power being up there as well, so uh, they definitely had some some uh, some good uh, good strong cars up there. Alex Polo with Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, you know, Chip still has the IndyCar program, and uh, the defending series champion ran second to uh, Scott McLaughlin. So, uh, yeah, another win for Penske in the IndyCar series, and uh, not a surprise by any means. Well, look, guys, uh, I'll be at Montgomery Thursday's media day for the weekend, Friday and Saturday's race. And Kyle, you know, I, I would think that it looks like short tracks have kind of caught the message that it's best to get it over and let everybody go home on Sunday. Yeah, I think when we go to Martinsville and Richmond, I think we'll really see how this, this car is going to run and just see how it is on the smaller tracks. So uh, <laughs> just looking forward to it. Uh, you know, we got Phoenix coming up in a few weeks and, you know, it'll kind of be a nice uh, nice little uh, preview for what's to come in the championship race. All right, Kyle, quick, what you got to close this out real quick, like? Uh, Rowdy, uh, like like we mentioned before, Lincoln had the icebreaker. Uh, Freddie Raymer picking up the win. Uh, next couple weeks, we got uh, we got racing in Pennsylvania. We got Port Royal on Sunday, March 6th for their opener. Williams Grove Sunday, March 13th for their opener. Sealand Grove Speedway with their, their icebreaker. Uh, with the Short Track Super Series that's Saturday, March 19th, and then they're going to have the 410s the week after on uh, Sunday, March 27th. So a lot of racing coming on, Rowdy, and uh, hopefully you have a good time in Montgomery this weekend. That's right. we got the Alabama 200 at Montgomery Motor Speedway this weekend, and uh, skip a week, and then we go over to Atlanta Motor Speedway to that, and also Talladega Short Track's got a race. You can follow and catch it on uh, Talladega I think it's called Talladega Live. They got their own uh, pay-per-view, Kyle. But, hey, until Thursday night, guys, that light's shining. Thanks, Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Appreciate it, Bryson, for calling in. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend.